Wearing the Folk. Welcome to Wearing the Folk. Uh, today, I'm Cecil Fletcher, as always. <laughs> <laughs> coming to you from Law County, Kentucky. We got Henry Tolley and Jeremy Foreman coming from northern Kentucky, um, right outside the outskirts of uh, Cincinnati. I'll give you Tolley's address in the description <laughs> of the in the description of the video here. And uh, we have Julie with us coming from Scotland. Um, and Julie, oh, where in the folk are you at exactly? I'm in the folk. I'm in Edinburgh, just outside Edinburgh, Scotland, the capital. Oh, nice. So um, the way that we like to usually get this started is just getting a little idea about how what you do and how you, and you know everything like that. So from what I've advised, you're really into the paranormal um what what exactly got you involved with like the paranormal and everything like that what's your background when it comes to that background is basically being brought up with it um from a young child my gran and my great gran apparently who i never met um was also into that so my gran used to read sort of kind of teacups um and we were kind of it was just normal it wasn't something that there was no airs and graces about it. There was no like, um, it was just something that we thought was normal. And I thought everybody else thought the same way. Um, my first experience of the paranormal, I don't remember because I was only about two or three, but it was something that my mum told me um, about. And we've actually on our blog page, we've kind of mentioned it. Um, so it kind of started with, I had three imaginary friends as well, Sammy, Mickey and George who are boy bears. I've not been able to find them, so I have no idea what they were, um, but they lasted until I was seven year old, um, until we moved house. Um, but before that, um, apparently I was playing with some of my dolls. My mum had came in and said, well, you're playing with your dolls. As I say, I don't remember this conversation because I was only about two or three. Um, and I had said, no, I'm playing with Andrew, the boy mm. Andrew. And a few weeks or so many weeks later, um, my mum and my aunt were um, looking at some photographs and I had walked up and went, there's Andrew. And it was my mum's younger brother who had been killed when he was 12. Wow. And I would have no, have no way of knowing that at that age. So I think then it was when my gran realised that I had um, sort of... I don't know, powers or whatever you want to call it. There were powers when I was young because it was quite cool at one point to, to be able to know things and see, see things. It became totally uncool when I was a teenager, though. Oh. Whenever I had an imaginary friend, too, till I was about 12, mm -hmm. and they ended up putting me on lithium. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, too. <laughs> so uh, we were talking... Um, we were talking with uh, a paranormal investigator from South Africa last week, mm -hmm. and he was just talking about kind of the culture. Um, is the the culture in Scotland kind of accepting of the paranormal in general? Like in America, it's kind of like a mainstream thing now. Um, Scotland, Scottish people are kind of 50-50. Um, we're, we're quite hard to sort of kind of please race and... Uh, even though I'm interested in the paranormal and obviously believe in it because I've had too many experiences, I can also be quite sceptic at times, which is why we um, started the Enchanted Trails, um, because we try to keep it real. So 
when we go places, it's again, it's about tuning your own intuition as well. So that's what I believe is about going your own intuition. If I want to put a label on sort of my gifts, if you like, because they weren't my gifts when I was younger, I felt they were a bit of a curse, as I say, teenage and uh, early 20s. I didn't want to tell anybody that I kind of knew things. Um, I think we go to places and we don't research the history. So I don't want to know that Mary Queen of Scots has lived there or if I do know they're there. It's more about trying to pick up something else and then going back and researching to see if what we've picked up. And quite often we have to do quite deep research to actually find it because it's not on Google and it's not, um, you know, um, easy to find if you like. So, and so far, touch wood, we haven't been wrong, or I haven't okay. been wrong. So, um, I think that's a that's a good approach to it, like just yeah. to, to get rid of any false positives, you know. Yeah. And correct so, me if I'm wrong, I was I was reading through some of the blogs earlier, and uh, you, you're a, a sister, two, two sister, like a duo when it comes to this. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure who exactly wrote the blog entry, um, but it seems like you two sort of have a different approach one of you is more hands-on and the other tends to just sort of feel it out, so to speak. Is is so that correct? She's more the photographer. Um, we both do readings. We do separate readings. We prefer one-to-one readings. I'm not for the stand-up in the audience, although I've been asked to do that and go around the whole audience, because to me, I, f- I feel personally that's kind of fake. Um, I pick up, I'm an empath, if you want to put a label on anything or psychometry would I touch things. I was always getting into trouble for touching things when I was a kid, um, like most kids, you know, but even as an adult, I can't help myself from touching stuff, you know, when it says don't touch, I've got to touch. But from that, I get feelings from that, you know. So um, Pam's more, um, she she likes a teacup. That's her sort of scrying method, if you like. Me, I don't really need anything at all. I'm more going to go places and pick things up. I'm, so more I'm, the, I'm more the medium. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar uh, always, with uh, Go ahead. That's always really interesting to me because I've, I've known people that can like pick something up like that and they can kind of tell you where it comes from and like exactly what it is, like even pennies and stuff. Is that like a skill that you just automatically have or is it something that you had like a feeling about and you kind of developed it over time? It's something I've, I've always... I've, I'm not one of these people that go by, see like, for example, tarot cards. To me, they have set meanings, they have set ideas, who decided who wrote the book. So I've always had that kind of, you know, I'm ADHD. So, you know, I never follow rules anyway, where, you know, where possible. So I've kind of grown up about being taught to use your intuition. Don't go by what anybody else says. So as you say, I take out the false positive. I go in with how I feel. So if I'm doing a reading for somebody or if I'm taking something, I don't have anything preconceived in my head. I just go with uh, how I feel and what I see. And the best way to describe it is like almost like it's my memory. So when I, I don't have a spirit guide, I'm not one of these people that thinks I've got, and I have, I'm sorry, I don't see you, but I don't have a spirit guide. I don't, I just, it's like, I don't hear voices in my head either. It's just like, it's my memory that uh, when I see things. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So awesome. I, I did want to touch on um, the tea leaves for a, for a second. Yeah. I, I think that's really interesting. Like I've I've heard that. Like I mean, obviously that's a very ancient way of yeah. of scribe. Um, 
is there like a like I guess was that passed down through your family like on how to look at that so yeah in a way my grand used to read the tea, tea leaves I used to be able to kind of like tell her things without even as a kid I think as a kid you don't um, analyze things you know you just go that's why a lot of children I think see things or they feel things more naturally because they don't have inhibitions if you like so my gran used to read the tea so did my mum actually um but my gran was lucky if she had about three tea leaves in the cup and if mm. somebody handed her a tea cup with lots of leaves in it she wouldn't read it because she said it was a dirty cup because some people think and I was never told to go well, there's a little butterfly or there's a little flower that means such and such. You know, it was it was what do you feel from that? And that's how we've always I've always done it. Um, same with I always see things in colours. I've always seen auras around people. A dream in colour, I've seen numbers in colour, everything's and that's why we um like the enchanted trail seekers, and that's why when we when we do readings for sometimes we ask people to pick colours because I see colours around people. Pam doesn't, but I do. I've always done it. Okay. And I, I want to touch on something. Um, you may see me fiddling around down here. I'm not playing with myself. I'm undoing my belt because I'm too fat. And my belt was cutting into me. <laughs> so I just wanted to touch that just in case anybody see me over here going. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's let's get it out of the ditch, Cecil. <laughs> so here's 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 our most popular segue. Uh, anyway, um, something that that I really enjoyed, it was endearing to me, is reading about how you were brought up in this, and I, I really like the fact that you you referred to her as Granny. That's that's how I referred to to my mom's mom. So that that was really nice to see, and it, it's oh. Oh, a little photo. Okay. Oh, that's how that's me. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, the, the the particular blog that is bragging about the the biscuits, and, and I can I can definitely uh, relate to that. Just the granny's cooking is is usually the best. Yeah, and sure. this is something that she seems so comfortable with that it it's it's always been a, a part of of her life. Yeah, she um she had quite a hard upbringing, my gran. So she wasn't in a privileged, you know, she was the, the child that got coal, literally got coal for a Christmas present. She got nothing. Oh. So she uh, she had quite a hard life as well, family-wise, etc. Obviously, she lost uh, Andrew. Um, but, you know, she, she was quite matter-of-fact. You know, everything was just yes or no black and white there was no uh, airs and graces about it and she always kind of said to us just be yourself and when I used to worry about the psychic stuff it was her that used to sit and uh, sort of comfort me if you like especially when I was going through a bad patch of maybe seeing things and then realizing that not everybody else was seeing the things that I was seeing um so yeah she was you know and then she it was her that said that her uh, mother also um, had the gift, but a different type, because not everybody is the same. You know, my sister and I have different gifts, which is why we bounce off with each other. Um, in fact, when we're actually going out, I make her walk away from me because she puts me off. So she has to walk one end of the place and I'll walk the other <laughs> end of the place. People are like, what's going on? But we can't walk because she just puts me off, you know? She comes up with all these ideas. I'm going, go and shut up and go and do your thing, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm serious about it, you know. 
Well, that's why she was throwing shots at you in the blog then. She's calling yeah. you clumsy and touching everything. That <laughs> <laughs> happened to pull something down. I think based on like just everybody that we've talked to up to this point, it seems like children more times than not have some sort of ability. Yeah. And then at a certain age, it just either goes away. For most people, I think it goes away. And then there's like a, a percentage of people that it sticks with such as yourself who carries it through, through life with them. Cause he, even, I can even remember my mom telling me a very similar story about, uh, uh, me having a dream. I had a dream of a, of a lady in my Nana's house. Um, and she just like, she opened her mouth to talk and blood would just start pouring out scared me to death as a kid it was a nightmare that i had and then one day they were looking at pictures and i said that's the lady and it was my nana's mom who had uh passed away in the house and i'd never seen her or yeah uh her, like i hadn't met her or anything but nothing they like just, that now they just thought i was crazy one of the things that we did, and this is not a plug, by the way, but one of the things that we did um, recently, because we have quite a few sort of regular people that, because not really used um, like Twitter and that for a while, you know, we kind of like more word of mouth. Um, but one of the the people were kind of, how do you, um, they were talking about they couldn't read the tarot cards. And I was like, well, why, what are you trying to do? You're trying to read the book and try to understand what they all mean. I was given tarot cards when I was... I don't know, in my early 30s. And I was like, oh, they've been ADHD, right? To sit and read a book about what something means, I'm like, oh, no chance, you know? Mm -hmm. And I actually shelved them. Uh, I didn't even look at them for about three or four years. And then one of my friends had said, or one of my customers was saying, oh, do you do the tarot cards? And because at that point they were becoming quite popular. And I was like, yeah. no, I don't really. And they just <laughs> really, I said, look, I'll tell you what, I've got a pack here. I'll open them up. And I basically just made it up. I didn't make up what I was telling her, but I pretended I knew what they meant and I didn't, I had no idea what they all meant. Um, and then what I told her was, you know, right and I never got anything wrong. And, you know, she she said, oh, that's wow, that was the best reading I've ever had. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what they all mean. Um, Take it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and it's the same idea as I suppose as having an empty teacup. You've got three tea leaves. It's about what you feel about that person, what you're picking up about that person. And it's just, it's energy, isn't it, at the end of the day? So which is back yeah. to your ghost hunts and stuff. When I don't know if you have these programs in America, but over here we used to have something called Most Haunted. And you used to have Derek Akora and somebody else walking in and then they're going, Oh, throw me a stone, you know, it's always got to be in the dark and things like that. Personally, I think if there's a presence there, you're going to pick it up, whether it's light or dark. It doesn't really matter, you know. And I think For sometimes sure. when it's dark, it, um, it makes it more scarier and your emotions get more in, in tune. Whereas I think if we tend to go out during the day, hopefully when, I don't know, did you read a blog about um, Scone Palace when people were following us around? And I was trying to tune in and I couldn't because there was people following us around. Was and it was, like a certain person following you? Yeah, there was two women when we went into Scone Palace, which is where Mary Queen of Scots and a few other royalties have stayed at some point. Um, as soon as we walked in, it was like two females. So I could feel these two females and they were actually modern day. They weren't, you know, of that era. 
Um, we did a wee bit of research afterwards and we found out that two women, the caretaker's wife had died and her mother or his mother had died in there as well. So it was actually, actually because I carry a, a diary, I've got about 20 diaries that I carry around with me <laughs> for when I can find at the time. Um, and I, write, I write things down as I'm going around. Um, and I kept saying to my sister, I, got these, I can't get to these two women. And she was going, I said, I keep feeling them. I said, it's like one of them's died something to do with her stomach. But every time I was trying to tune in, a tourist would come by and stand beside us and that. And I was like, go away. <laughs> I'm trying to be discreet here, you know. So that, I suppose, is the only difference. If you go somewhere that's quite crowded, you're picking up other people. Um, back to the tar. This is my ADHD thing, by the way, jumping backwards and forwards. <laughs> <laughs> These things here, right? So we've yeah. made, made our own cards. Um, and the reason we did them, back to the tarot card thing, is that you look at something, right? Have a question in mind. And as you look at it, because about staring at it, it's a bit like the tea leaves idea. Um, we've, we've, um, we've turned them into cars. So what we were kind of doing with that, we've got lots of them, is trying to get people to look at something and use their own intuition about how they feel. So there's not a set meaning about any of that. It's about kind of trying to scry a bit like, it's not any different to like looking into a fire or into a cup. Some people have used historically like a cup of uh, water with an egg in it, you know. It's about so, to look and see shapes and then use your own intuition about how you feel. That's what I was going to, that's what I was going to ask is yeah. if like the tea leaves and stuff like that, if it's all just like a way, a way to get your, your kind of mind and focus yeah. so that you can actually have that intention, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And it's about tuning into the person as well. So, you know, usually like, you know, if somebody comes to see me, for example, I'll sit on a wee blather with them and then all of a sudden I just, I'll tell them what I'm, I'm feeling at the time. Um, usually I will put something down in front of us because a lot of people don't like you sitting just one-to-one. Um, so I'll maybe just put the, the, a tea leaf down or a cup of tea or a tarot card or one of these cards down. Um, but technically I'm just tuning into the person. Um, Pam's more into the sort of teacup and actually physically that's how she f is able to tune in by looking at something and then she picks it up. So before before COVID when you were out exploring like do you take people with you? We do we, we went I've not actually put the blog it was funny because we took I took not my sister I took uh, two people from my work um, we, we uh, went to a place called Chaterlow which is a um, it's a it's an old house and it's to be honest there's it's kind of built on a slope so it actually makes you feel weird when you go in it anyway so i think there's probably but it's funny because one of the people i took with me colin and he's la he's a laugh a minute he uh, he was like totally not into this kind of stuff you know it's like oh this is naughty rubbish and joked all the way around but by the time we we got to the end and we walked through the woods and the, there's like woods and forest there and uh, he was actually, he was talking about the other day, he says there was definitely something um, that he was picking up in one of the sort of wooded areas. Um, but we're going to go back out with him again and uh, once we can, once we're allowed to kind of socialise. Um, but have again, you ever, sorry? 
have you ever had an instance of taking somebody with you and something happened they just completely break down because I feel like that's what I would do I tell you there's, there's been this is what I kind of think it's a bit weird when people kind of talk about going into certain places because if I go into a place and it doesn't have to be somebody that's dead by the way because I went into a place to do a reading once and I felt I actually said to the woman initially is there a lot of violence in this house because that's what I picked up so it wasn't something that was dead it was energy that I was picking up when I walked in and I said to her I'm not sitting in this room because the room that she wanted to, me to do the reading in was a like a, the front room and I said I'm not sitting there's too much violence goes in there and it turned out that she used to get beaten up by her husband mm-hmm. in that particular room because it was at the back and nobody could hear her or could hear what's going on Wow. Um, so yeah if I go to a place um, like Bamborough Castle we did the blog but there was actually an incident before that that I went with my oldest daughter um, and we, we weren't I wasn't going uh, ghost hunting or doing anything like that we we're just actually going sightseeing beautiful sunny day I mean it was really warm there was not a wind and Bamborough the beaches are stunning um, it's down um, north of England and we were going round, and as we were going round, I think, God, I feel a bit weird. Um, felt like that sort of like, if there's a presence, you, it almost feels like you're wading through water, as if you're getting crushed. And I says to, I said to Laura, my oldest daughter, I says, oh, I says, there's something here. And she's going, oh, mom, don't start your rubbish now. <laughs> she goes, I don't want to know. And I says, but, and so she walks away from me, you see, so I'm like, I don't feel right at all. So... As we were going round, we stood in this big hall and I actually wanted to go, wow, look at the balcony. But I didn't say that, obviously, because people would have looked at me and thought, what's she doing? But in my head, that's what I wanted to do. And there was like a wooden balcony that was um, it was beautiful, actually, um, on this main hall. So, again, she just walked away from me and then we went round and uh, there was a drum that says, do not touch. <laughs> so, of course, I touched the drum. And I felt sick as soon as I touched the drum, right? And mm. I thought, I'm not feeling great here. So um, she's, she's like, what are you touching for again? Blah, 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 you know? So anyway, walked away from me again. So, you know, this is like, this is what happens, you know, when you're a parent sometimes, you get your kids start talking to you like you're a kid. So mm-hmm. we're walking on this corridor and I actually could smell like disinfectant. Um and I start to feel that horrible, like, as if I didn't want to go any further. So <clears throat> I did, because that was the way out. I couldn't go backwards, so I had to go that one way. Anyway, we got in, and as I'm standing, it was like this ice cold, like colder than being in a freezer, feeling that went right through me. Just went right, right through. It's the first time that's ever happened to me. It went right through me. And I went, I says to my daughter, I says, feel my back so she touched my back and she goes oh my god it's ice cold I says something's just gone right through me I says I feel sick I need to get out of here and it was really weird I just don't remember even walking out of there and I sat outside in the sun and I was like start to feel a wee bit better and whatever so she says come on we'll go get a sandwich um, she says you're not looking great and I says I says there's something definitely in there I says I don't know what it is but I don't want to go back in and find out so about half an hour, I had some tea, but half an hour later, we kind of walked down to another bit. And as soon as I walked into here, there had been like, um, it was like a museum where there had been parts of a, a plane had uh, during the war had landed on the beach, right? So 
And I says, look, I says, I'm, I've got to go back. I says, this is making me feel sick again, right? So we walked back to the car park. We're sitting in the car, both car doors open, not a wind, beautiful sunny day. I was starting to feel a wee bit better at this point. Then all of a sudden, my door just went whack. I mean, it slammed. <laughs> Somebody took it and slammed it shut, right? And I was like, and then I was sick. That's insane. Yeah. So did, 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 you ever, did you ever figure out, like, you know, so, was there anything there that um, that you could find when you guys left? So I didn't, at that point, I was like, oh, I was sick all the way home, I have to say. She had to drive my car. Um, not sure, but uh, that was years ago, so that's not a story. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was sick every five minutes on the way down the road, right? So anyway... It's not that she doesn't believe she does because she's had her own experiences. It's just not something that she wants to pursue, if you know what I mean. So um, we will, I looked into that and I actually found something online. Again, they did this, uh, hunt, they also did a paranormal thing within the castle. So the corridor that I was walking along, I found out had been used as, and the, the bit where I felt the, the coldness go through, had actually been used um, during the war for uh, soldiers. So it had been like an infirmary. So that was just mm. a disinfectant, if you like. And um, when I went to say about, oh, look at the balcony, apparently the, the, the man that built it, when all these guests used to walk in, used to say, well, look at my balcony, you know? So we found that out, like I found out later on. I don't, where the car was parked, I don't like that feeling. And I picked up that horrible feeling when I went back with my sister. But we think it's because there was a battle there. So the car park is actually built over where they would have been trying to get access to the cattles, the castle. So for hundreds of years, there would have been battles there. So maybe that was the sort of bad energy, if you like. Well, yeah, there's probably... <laughs> I mean, with all of those battles and stuff like that, I mean, there's probably definitely yeah. probably like bones and remnants of yeah. wars. Yeah. But that's, that's all we found out. But yeah, I think I always felt like that they got annoyed because I wasn't like paying attention to whoever it was, you know. It was like, there you go, slam, go away type thing with the door. I don't know. So do you think I that's... To tune in. Do you think that's like the most um, maybe malicious thing that you've ever felt no and i'm i'm sorry was which castle was that that was bamborough castle okay. if you look at that if you look that up it's actually one of our blogs i went back there with my sister because i've actually vowed never to go back there again to be honest um but it was funny because when i went back with my sister we didn't pick up the same stuff but i don't was... believe... yeah sorry when i was looking at the blog earlier <clears throat> there was um and I'm not sure if it's the same castle, but there was one of the pictures that I remember, and it was just cannons lined up down in a row. That's Bamberta Castle, yeah. Okay, that mm -hmm. that looked amazing. Yeah, it was. It, it is this, the views and the beaches and everything stunning. Yeah. You have to put up some pictures, Cecil. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. This looks this looks intense. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, they're great photographs on there. <laughs> Pam's quite a good photographer, actually. She gets drawn to areas. The, the um, we've had quite a few. There was um, Roslyn Chapel. There's a blog about Roslyn Chapel. That was interesting. So, because we're usually like we don't take it, we don't go like dead serious. So we obviously Roslyn Chapel, the Crusades, etc. You know, that's got like a kind of his history. 
So we, we already knew that, but wanted to dismiss it. So we went in and I was, again, Pam got sent, this is with my sister this time, Pam got sent in one direction and I was kind of just standing and I started to take notes, right? So it was interesting. Rosalind Chapel is the most peaceful place in this. I'm not religious, but I tell you what, if I was, this is where I would go if I wanted to find peace. The, the chapel's just, I can't believe it, it's just so peaceful. There's a lot of, uh, as soon as you walk in, you can actually feel it. You know, it's, um, I didn't really feel any presence there, but that might be because there was quite a lot of people at that time, I think, were maybe grieving. I think a lot of people must go there if they've lost somebody. So I felt a wee bit like when we went into the sort of chapel that I was intruding. Do you know what I mean? I, could have, I kind of felt like a lot of grief, so we left. So... At the back of the, the, and we're going to go there, but at the back of the um, the chapel, there's like four graveyards. I don't know what is about graveyards anyway. So I like graveyards. I like to, I like looking up the old war graves and like the old, the really old graves and stuff. Oh, Pam's uh, not so yeah. keen. I do too. Yeah. My sister's not so keen about in graveyards, but anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> the graveyard, and it was a beautiful sunny day again. She's going, I can't believe I'm sitting in a graveyard here with you. Beautiful. Um. When I was a younger, when I was a younger man, I still dated before I got married and everything. Um, on every first date I ever went on, it ended up at a graveyard, and <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why I always thought that was like the best way to make, you know, to make the move. Like I'm gonna take her to the graveyard. <laughs> 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 I've got visuals now. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good thing. Uh... Yes. I'm gonna tell you, 20% of the time it worked every time. <laughs> well, I suppose it's quite a quiet place, really. Um, off. <laughs> the really interesting thing about Rosalind, so we're sitting there and I said, I want to go to this graveyard, like one of the four, and it had war graves at the top. So again, she's walking in front of me, taking photographs, I'm trailing behind, and I stopped. And I think I've put this in the blog. I stopped, I don't know why I stopped at this grave. And I wrote the name down of the person in this book here. I don't know if I should say what her name is actually. It was Gail Lawler, I wrote down, right? And I've no idea why I wrote, because I write loads of stuff down. And then, as I say, Pam was uh, in front of me and I'm just, you know, walking around looking at stuff. And then it, when you get, it wasn't a big graveyard. There was only maybe about two, three hundred graves in it. And she started to walk up the side to the top. Um, and then she said, she says, I feel like there's something here. She says, I'm feeling a bit that dizzy way. So as I walked up to join her, I started to feel the same thing. So we walked along, found a bench and sat at the top. So we're sitting at the top just thinking, you know, this is a bit weird or something here. When the gate opened and a woman came in, and then she said to me, she goes, do you think that's a well, we're just joking. And she goes, do you think that's a ghost type thing? You know, and I went, yeah. that would be silly. And then she stopped at a grave, right? And she cleared away the grave. She put something down and then she walked out. And I had the feeling at that point that I should have said something, but what are you going to say? Excuse me, I've got a message for you. No. So my sister says, I'm going to go and see the name of that grave. Uh, now, my sister didn't know at this point I had written anything down. So she went down to the grave and I went, don't tell me the name on the grave, I'm going to tell you. And I read about that name. 
Wow. And she's like, don't do that to me. And I said, I was just drawn to, to that grade. So I don't know what the explanation for that is. No idea. And maybe I was supposed to say something to the woman that came in. Don't know. Do you think the part? Do you think it was a ghost that you saw, or do you know, or are you just pretty much as a woman? Person, I think she was coming in to put. She obviously came. I don't think it was a ghost. That was just a kind of. Ah, bummer. Came in. Maybe she was. I don't know. (laughs) She came in, and uh, I think I was supposed to maybe say something to her. Oh yeah. Just to say. Um, She's at peace or whatever, but you can't really chase after somebody and go, I think she was mad. You know, I'd end up in whatever you were ending up on. So, no, that that was a strange thing. I can't explain that, you know. Um, yeah. uh, out of all the well, times that you've done investigations and things like that, have you ever, like, seen an apparition, like a full apparition or anything? Um, no, not going, not the recent ones, if you like, we've not, I've, I've felt things, I've seen things, um, more felt things, um, heard things, but not actually, I was with uh, my oldest daughter, and again, this is not in the blogs, at um, a castle down in the borders, which she refuses to go to. Again, we were just sightseeing at this point. And um, I have been back with my sister, didn't pick anything up. But as we were going around, I kept feeling this kind of cold air. But it wasn't following me, it was following her. Mm. And I, th- I found it quite funny, but she didn't. Um, so I, <laughs> I moved away from her. Um, the cold air left and stayed with her. And I say cold air, this is like freezing cold air. It's not just like a normal like draft or anything. So she, I didn't say anything to her at the time. And then she came to me and she went, there's something following me around in here. It's made me feel sick. Mm. And then I says, yeah, I says, I've, I've felt it. I says, it's a, it's a man. I says, but I don't like, I don't like the, the, the feel of them. And she was like, no, she says, eh. and then she just for a laugh went, if there's anybody here, let the clocks chime. And the next thing, the clocks all chimed, honestly. She was like, <laughs> what the hell you know and it chimed, chimed and it chimed so anyway we kind of like she says I'm getting out here I have to leave but again it was one of these one way systems where you can't kind of go back in yourself you have to go forward and then she heard I didn't hear children so she thought that she could hear children up, sta- up the stairs because we had to kind of go down upstairs and down it was like one of these old houses and I says, I can't hear any children here. When we went up to the, we'd never been there before. When we went up the stairs, there was a nursery. But there was no children, obviously. It was just toys and things. So that That's was the scariest shit to yeah. me. That... Well, she was totally freaked. And she's told me I've never to go back there again. She's never gone there in her life again. Um, I've actually got pictures of it somewhere. But we went out into the grounds and we went down to the riverside because just to get fresh air. And all this, it was black sheep that were in this field, right? And every, they all stopped and looked as if they were watching something. It was like really, and then as we walked down, I've never seen sheep acting like that, and they all went. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I would have been gone at that point. (laughs) Well, she was. <laughs> that whole thing about that whole thing about only going one way, you can you can usually cut your own path. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you you mentioned earlier that um, you you like to be a lot, you like to be hands on with things. Yeah. Um, now, some of the other discussions we've had with people, there have been talks of possibly picking up on some charged pieces, and you sort of embrace the spirit to latch on to you. Uh, do you do you believe that as well? That you could possibly conjure some bad spirits that way? Yeah. Um, my gran always said when I when I spoke about seeing. So when I spoke about the three boys, I couldn't the boy bears where where they came from and where I got the name Sammy, Mick, and George from is no idea because they um, there's not a family name. So it's a, a strange sort of names to come up for like a, a wee sort of four year old. Um, and obviously I was seeing things at that age I can't actually remember um, but she always said to me as I got older don't let them through the door oh, yeah. so it's almost like if you're going to contact or from a medium point of view do it so far but don't let the spirit come through because if you let the pit spirit come through um, then you can't control it if you like and I've had situations when that's happened um, Sometimes, and it's not like it's bad because not everybody just because you die you don't suddenly become bad. It's not all negative energy. Right. Sometimes in some places, like there's one place I'll never go. I hate it. It always makes me sick. Is Blackness Castle? I was actually going to ask you about that yeah. because I was reading that. I was reading that earlier about Blackness Castle. There's something evil there, and I don't know what it is. And it's just like in the center of it, it's evil. I mean, actually, I don't know if you see the two pictures we took. Yeah, I've seen those. One of them, you can actually see something in it. And I took that with my phone, and I'm a rubbish photographer, by the way. So it was just, I felt something. I am terrible. I can paint and draw and do all that stuff, but not pictures. So, And I was actually standing there. My sister was feeling sick at the time. Um, but for a change, I wasn't. But I actually felt like somebody was watching us. So I just kind of went one, two with the, my phone. And... Um, <clears throat> when we looked at it later on we could actually see something now there was no there was no light coming in i actually walked up some steps there was no way anybody could have walked along there so don't know what that was and the pictures were taken in quick succession as well so it wasn't like and she took some of her camera and picked up nothing so no idea what that was i'm looking at it from a sky view right now and i'm I'm, I guess I'm the one that kind of believes everything in this whole group. I have another another podcast I do that which um is bipolar teddy bears the namesake for the channel we do, and we do conspiracies and stuff. And one of them's Tartaria, and I'm looking at the sky view, the satellite view of this right here, and it looks like it is a sunken a sunken star fort. Mm -hmm. Um. And with star forts and everything, it's a concentration of energy and things of that nature. And then it's part of the Tartarian background. Um, and do you think it might have something to do with the energy from, well, it all depends on if you believe in Tartaria or not. <laughs> but Tartaria is like a really, energy source. It seems intense. Whatever the energy is in the center of it is just so intense. And when I was a kid, I went there two or three times with mom and dad. And every time I came back, I felt there was something negative. So even as a kid, when I wasn't really into this kind of thing massively, you know, as a kid, I hated going there. And that's part of the reason we went back, because I wanted to see as an adult whether I was picking up the same feeling as I did 
when I was a child. In fact, there was one time you're talking about bringing something back with you that we had been to see Blackness Castle and I was having a whole carry on. I went as a kid. I think I must have been about, I was still at primary school, so I must have been about nine or ten. And I wouldn't get out of the car to go in the place. You know, hmm. but I was, I was like that when I was getting taken shopping as well, you know. So I hated, you know, as a kid, I was never like one for shopping centres and that. So I used to always have a, like a, a paddy about that kind of thing. So it was a usual paddy. I didn't want to get out of the car because I felt there was something bad in the castle. And of course, my mum, although she believes in it, as a kid, she used to quite often say, oh, here she goes again. You know, <laughs> excuse, here she goes again. What are you seeing now? You know, which I think she thought she was being funny, but she wasn't. She was actually being <laughs> negative in a way. Um, maybe she didn't want me to get involved in it. I don't know. So that's why my gran was the one that I used to, to go and speak to. But when we came back that day, after we'd been, or I had been dragged around the place, um, when I went home, I actually felt whatever it was had followed us home and I had nightmares for for weeks about something. I don't know what it was. It was just a shape. Um, and then my mum says, oh, Mary Queen of Scots has followed you home, you know, and I was like, <laughs> which was a lot of rubbish, but it wasn't, you know. She's like, a very, she's a very busy ghost that's everywhere, you know. Every castle's got haunted by Mary Queen of Scots, but no, there was something really <sighs> evil, um, there. So bad energy, I don't know, had attached. So that's so that probably the the darkest place that you've been um darkest place no <laughs> it goes deeper <laughs> well yeah I love this it keeps Alaska. getting worse <laughs> and worse <laughs> <laughs> no i've had a lot of kind of really rubbishy experiences south africa i was 15 16 we stayed in a transit house there um and wait did you say south africa yeah, I lived there for a couple of years. I went to school in South Africa. That is, that's awesome because we we just got done discussing this with uh with our friend from there. Um, yeah. And we were what was the what was the term Cecil uh, Togoloshi? Togoloshis. That's their that's their word for cryptids. It's like a blanket term for cryptids in South Africa, apparently. So I was about 15, 16. We went to I went to school and my dad parents emigrated and then came back after two years because they didn't like the apartheid. I don't know why they went in the first place, but um, anyway, so <clears throat> we got put in this transit house while we were waiting to get housed by the company and it was in the, you know, it's the, I don't know, it's like tin roof, you know, all on the one level, veranda, that thing, massive big garden and a big uh, fence around it. And my dad was, I would say he was an atheist um, but became more of an agnostic as he got older. So he believed but in something because I think he had too many experiences not to be able to. He was an engineer, so he always looked for the reason behind something. You know, there has to be some kind of reason. But I think too many things happened for him to uh, dismiss it. But while we're in this house, something happened to all of us at different times. So there was me and my sister, my mum and my dad, um, and when it kind of came to, there was something not nice in the house and there was a room that was actually, we weren't allowed to use. They said that it was stored furniture, etc. And um, we were having furniture coming from um, Scotland at that point. My dad says, I need to store it in this room. And they were like, no, no, no. And he says, well, yeah, I would open up the door and let me store my stuff there or I'm going to break it down. There was nothing in the room. We found out later on that actually somebody had committed suicide in that room. Mm. 
which is why it had been locked up. But um, so my mum had seen had seen the person, the man actually physically had seen him. So my mum sort of she gets flashes of things, so she actually sees things before they happen. But she doesn't like to practice it. She just you know that's how she is, um, and she sometimes sees things as well. Um, so she saw the same man. My dad woke up and saw him standing there as well. Um, my sister actually saw my gran, not the one that the psychic, but my other gran um, when we were there, and I heard some speak voices um, telling us to go away. And then I had a vivid dream, one of these sort of visual dreams of my mum and my dad and my sister in a car crash. Um, the mm. following day, I wasn't there. Um, they were coming back from Johannesburg, which is where we'd stayed, and they nearly got involved in the car crash. Mm. They, they did get involved in the car crash, but they didn't get killed, obviously, but it was a yeah. crash further up. Um, and that's how it all kind of came to like, we all started telling each other about all the different things that we'd seen. And then we were sitting in the garden, me and my mum and my dad, and we were sitting reading. I was waiting for some people to come, you know, just a new kid there, waiting for other kids to come and sort of show me around. And I heard the latch of the gate open, and then I heard footsteps walk up the gravel path and stop. And my mum heard the same thing too, but we weren't actually talking. We both looked up expecting to see somebody. There's nobody there. That's insane. Yeah. So you said your mother sees all lots of things too, and she kind yeah. of like doesn't want to partake in it. No. Whenever you have like a gift like this, or some people might, I assume she thinks of it as a curse. Yeah. Do you think it would be better to just embrace it like you have or yeah. to shove it? back into the pits basically i think if you've got a gift you should embrace it and that was what my grand kind of taught me it was like embrace it and then be because it's about embracing yourself you know it's about being comfortable with you you know it's about knowing who you are and being com comfortable with you and you don't have to nobody has to fit in with anybody else anyway you know it's about being yourself and i think if you it's like me you're saying having adhd you know i could say oh god you know i've got adhd how am i going to take some stuff to stop it happening no, you know, you just learn strategies and you learn ways to cope with things as well, you know. So I think my sister wasn't as keen to embrace it when she was younger. She did as she got older, but not uh, when she was younger. She wasn't comfortable with it at all. Uh-huh. Where in the fault?